Congratulations, you. You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Yes, you are. And so the first uh, interview today that we're going to have is from David Clark. Um, I kind of sat down with him to pick his brain on some of the issues that popped up this week in politics and the news. Here we are. Kia ora, David. How are you? Kia ora, Michaela. I'm delighted. <laughs> um, I heard some good news in the last 24 hours that there's a new uh, president of OUSA and it's someone that I think will do a fantastic job. Oh, Have you well, caught up with that? I, I may know a bit about that. <laughs> Artie, uh, congratulations. It's a bloody good show. <laughs> Looking yeah. forward to working with you. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be a good year. I have plans, and I have plans to, to lobby you about things. So I hope you're excited about that. I'm, I've already experienced that on a couple of topics, so yep. um, I'll, be, I'll be looking forward to it. I, I know that you are a, a strong advocate, and um, uh, but but I have enjoyed working with you on issues, so look forward to making progress. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, but talking about politics today... Um, National said that they would commit to building a rural medical school to help meet the demands for rural doctors. Would Labour support that policy, or do you have something better in mind? Or yeah, it's something that we have um, given good thought to. I had the opportunity to give thought to when I was the Minister of Health. Uh, I got to read the proposals that were put forward um, three years ago, uh, and what was it turns out a very political process. Um, and so I read the proposal from Waikato Medical School, which is the one that seems to be on the table uh, for National again. Um, and I read the one put forward by Otago in Auckland. And um, I think, you know, the, the arguments made by the Otago University um, are, are more compelling uh, in that um, what is actually the challenge in the sector is graduate places. It's not undergraduate students. So um, those who put forward uh, a policy to have more undergraduate students um, sadly show a bit of a lack of understanding of the sector itself. Um, Maybe there's some popular votes in it, but what's actually needed is postgraduate places, and that requires better funding of our hospitals, uh, more support for them to take on uh, graduate students. Um, The pipeline coming through uh, has grown, and that's a good thing, so we've got more medical students coming through. Um, but we've also got ones from overseas who uh, could usefully uh, be in hospitals too, um, adding to their training so that we um, get the maximum advantage from them being here, doing their studies here. Uh, and that's where the real opportunity lies. So Rural Hubs is the proposal that, that's winning out with us, making sure that we've actually got people training in rural settings because the international evidence says um, basically, if you want to make sure that you have more doctors in rural areas, uh, you select from rural areas, uh, you train in rural areas, and you give advancement in rural areas, and then also you look to support the families uh, that move with them there so that they want to stay in those areas. Uh, those are the things that actually make a difference. A medical school churning out more undergraduates in another urban centre center is, is, is uh, really just is not the answer, frankly, and... Um, so that's why we've favoured setting up rural hubs instead, which is which is something that Otago University has been actively involved in promoting. Mm-hmm. And uh, other parties have come out with some interesting policy in the lead up to the election. The Māori Party has said that they would set up a separate Māori Parliament among other constitutional changes as outlined in its mana motuhake policy. Is this a good idea? Something you support? Um, look, I think... Ultimately, the devil's in the detail on these kinds of proposals. 
and ultimately it comes down to a question of, of resource. Um, you know, sometimes um, separate Māori agencies are set up and don't have the tax resource um, base because obviously if it's a separate parliament it would have to have a separate taxation system. Um, I think Māori, uh, at least in the short to medium term, are going to want to access tertiary services that are only provided by mainstream providers. To me, the real solution uh, in terms of making sure that we meet the needs of Māori is have, having services that are culturally appropriate, and we haven't had those historically. So, you know, um, cancer patients are still going to want to access tertiary services, uh, and we need critical mass for them. Um, they tend to be in, in big urban settings. Māori providers are not suggesting that they provide those things. Uh, and so, it's you know, the devil is in the detail here. We, we want um, services by Māori for Māori. And, you know, in the mental health package we put forward, we ring-fenced uh, quite a substantial amount of money for Māori service providers to grow that sector. Uh, but we also recognise that a lot of Māori continue to access mainstream services and those services need to come up to scratch and be available and appropriate for Māori. And uh, one of the things I'm proud of from my time as Health Minister was that I appointed more Māori uh, to our DHBs um, than uh, all the other groups combined because um, the Minister gets to make some appointments and part of that is actually about making sure we have proper representation on there uh, of all the communities that we're serving. So... Um, there were some really uh, substantial Māori leaders who, um, when I approached them, were willing to be considered for that. And now we have four chairs of our DHBs who are Māori, where previously we had none under national. Um, we, we believe in actually having proper Māori representation. Mm-hmm. And just a thought came into my head, because I am a law student. Um, do you support constitutional reform? Say, codifying and entrenching the constitution, or just keeping it as is? Um, I think... Uh, Tetariti is incredibly important to New Zealand and um, so I would want to see that um, as ongoing as an incredibly important well, the base document that we work from um, as a country but uh, in terms of a constitution like they have in the United States um, there was actually something that I looked at when I had an opportunity to go on an exchange in 2013 to the United States and I came to the view that Uh, That wasn't a good idea. Um, When I see how it operates in the United States, what tends to happen is that uh, constitutions are used to entrench status quo and privilege, um, and that actually having a more fluid arrangement with no written constitution, uh, whilst at times a little messier, tends to produce better outcomes. So that's that's my view. Um, I could tell you a much longer story about that, Michaela, uh, happily on another interview. Um, it's a topic I could talk about for hours, yeah. but um, we're one of relatively few countries in the world, only in the Western world, um, only the UK and possibly Israel that don't have a written constitution. Um, but that gives us the ability to be flexible, um, To and that's part of our comparative advantage mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. Um, a bit more recent news here in uh, the South. Extinction, Extinction Rebellion protesters were blocking the entrance to a Canterbury coal mine. Um, do you think they should have been removed from day one or allowed to continue that that blockade? Look, my understanding, and, and I confess I'm not across the detail of um, this nature of this protest, but my understanding is that they, that Extinction Rebellion are committed to non-violent protest action and um, I support the right of citizens to uh, to protest. Um, now, ultimately, 
if they're blocking um, a business's ability to operate and so on, that's a decision for the police and I think it's a decision that should stay with the police. But obviously they're drawing attention to a, to a really important issue um, in terms of uh, climate change and the challenge to future generations. It's something that um, you know, I'm proud of the, the progress we made in our first term on putting in place a, an independent climate commission that will set carbon budgets and that will report back soon and that will hold... Uh, the, the next government and future governments to account on their actions because um, it won't be a 2050 way off in the future. Uh, here's where we get to carbon neutrality uh, question. It'll be how are you going against your budget now? And that, that'll be a really important step. Yeah, and finally, uh, we had yet another leaders' debate. Um, and the, the leader of the Labour Party, Jacinda Ardern, interestingly... Um, deflected her answer to the cannabis referendum and accused the National Party caucus, specifically Judith, of whipping into line all of the caucus into voting no, even though um, it's a it's practically a conscience vote, uh, vote. What evidence did Jacinda have of this claim and... and what are your thoughts on that fun accusation? Yeah, um, well, I, I think Jacinda's been really clear that um, she uh, doesn't want to influence this. She's got one vote like everybody else, like you, like me. Um, as a, in a referendum, every citizen has the chance to have their say and she doesn't want to influence that. She wants people to have a genuine free vote on it. And so I think that's... Um, that's a courageous and, and good position to take for a Prime Minister. Um, myself, I've been very clear that I'll be supporting the referendum. Um, and again, uh, it's a topic I, I feel uh, strongly about because I don't think that um, uh, prohibition's worked anywhere in the world. Um, so I'd support and always have supported sensible drug law reform. Um, but this this comment by Judith Collins, um, I'd love to see the head of the pin that she's dancing on there. Um, it's it's going to be quite a small one, I suspect. Um, the whole National Caucus basically are voting like sheep. And, um, you know, in, in the Green Party, they, they, don't, they don't talk about whipping, they talk about mustering. So maybe, maybe the National Party's going down that line now and into a bit of mustering like the Green Party. Um, in Labour, we still use the, the Westminster term from the Westminster system. So we, we do call a whipped vote a whipped vote. But we've been um, given uh, in this, as with other conscience issues, the right to use our own consciences because we're a thinking party and we think that's fine. So, I, I mean, my understanding is perhaps... Uh, in the, in the National Party now, or so the story goes, um, the leader raises her eyebrows and the caucus asks, how high? And and will still be, you know, mysticised to know who exactly got this information to Jacinda, which I think everyone was mainly interested in. But I see. Oh, certainly in the Parliament, I'm certainly something I heard during the cause of it, the National have been told that they weren't to vote for it. The, several of the MPs indicated that that was a decision that they were all abiding by. So however they reached that, um, mm-hmm. as I say, I'd like to see the head of the pin that Judas trying to dance yeah. on here. Fun. Maybe, we, maybe we'll never know. Maybe we'll never you know. know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe one day. Just see how, how it goes. I'm sure we'll see the outcome. Um... But, yeah, thank you for coming in again, pleasure, David. A pleasure, Madam President. Um, <laughs> great to, uh, as I say, I, I'm delighted um, at your electoral success and, and a sincere mm-hmm. congratulations. I think, um, uh, well, I know that the student body will be very well represented by you. I think they've made a wise decision. Kia ora and welcome back to Radio 1, the politics show. It's just gone 2.30 and that was an interview with Michaela, our new OUSA president. Congrats. And uh, Dr David Clark, MP for Deneen North, 
some pretty interesting points that I think are gonna we're gonna pick up again later with that. Thank you for listening to a Radio One ninety one FM podcast. There's heaps more at r1.co.nz.